happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. Thank you so much for staying with us. So now we have a statement that came through um, from the Department of Social Development just on, on an update on the status of application for the ECD Employment Stimulus Relief Fund. You may remember that um, that was announced a while ago and there have been some problems. So we decided to invite them specifically if you have been facing problems with this application they're here to take all your questions and try and assist you where they can if you are one of those people that they've struggled uh, with to to assist so isabella sikawana is an acting ddg of social welfare the department of social development thank you so much isabella for making the time to talk to us good afternoon Good afternoon, Pimelo, and thank you for having me, and good afternoon to the listeners. You've highlighted some issues with some applications that have come your way. Just give us a sense of what what seems to be the problem, Isabella. Okay. Um, Thank you, Pimelo, for for the opportunity. And maybe before I get into the issues, I need to contextualize, you know, the Mm -hmm. sector that we are talking about. Mm And the ECD sector is quite complex. It's not the same as other sectors. Mm. Uh, we've got registered ECD, ECD services and we've got those that are unregistered. Mm. Now, in terms of the Children's Act, um, those that are not registered are not even considered to be operating. However, having said that, Epimelo, we are quite aware that we've got children in those ECD services mm-hmm. and most of them are maybe in uh, disadvantaged areas where mm-hmm. there is a need for a service. And that is why as a department, we, were, we, we made a conscious decision to include these ECDs that are unregistered, which uh, we, call, we went contrary with our legislation, which is the Children's Act that I've spoken about, which is the principal act. Now, having said that, you could know that by virtue of doing that, we really opened for, you know, a very complex uh, uh, process. Because in the first place, we we do not know how many are there, where they are, you know, and how many employees are they having. And therefore, it was very much important that we become responsible as a department because we are administering a public fund. We had to put systems in place uh, to ensure that, you know, a, a quite a verification process uh, is, is, is being made. And we, we, that is why we, sent, we, we set a central application system where all ECDs applied because we wanted to accommodate every, everybody. But having said that, uh, it's, uh, it's quite these ECDs that we're talking about that are unregistered. The majority of them do not have even banking accounts. Um, they are not even registered in terms of NPO or in terms of any, any status of registration. However, when you administer public funds, you are supposed to ensure that there are banking details. You know, uh, people have got bank accounts. And for us to accommodate that, because we knew that we were dealing with that sector, we had to allow the umbrella organizations to accommodate those ECDs that do not, you know, meet that criteria. So the umbrella organizations that are working in that space mm-hmm. would say that we are representing so many ECDs because we wanted to accommodate everybody. And therefore, we also have those that, you know, were applying on as individual ECDs. <laughs> now, the, 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 the challenges that we encountered as we were doing the verification process, you know, checking as to whether these ECDs exist, as to whether, you know, uh, we are, will be paying the right person. 
we realized that there are those people who applied and the IDs, when we look at that, when we, we, we verify the IDs, they are diseased, those people who, who, who have been diseased. And we also realized that there's also those that are employed by government that have got personal numbers. And that in itself, it shows that it was very important for us to be responsible as government to ensure that the manner in which we administer public funds is, you know, we have put all the control measures in place. So those are the the, the challenges that we, uh, we encountered. But the other challenges that we encountered, we would either find that uh, the information that has been given by ECDs is incorrect, and therefore. Uh, it was important for us to ensure that we give space to ECDs. We opened the system from March up until uh, you know May to ensure that uh, the ECDs are correct, you know, their information. But you would recall that as we do that, they are applying for more than one employee. Now you'll find that in the ten employees that have been applied for, maybe five uh, they are, have been successfully very verified, but the others did not uh, pass the verification process. And then we therefore relaxed our, our, our criteria to say that now we need to consider paying even uh, those that, uh, if they are 10 will, and 5 failed and 5 passed, we'll pay the ECD for the 5 that have passed. Whilst we are allowing this ECD uh, services to correct, you know, the information. So uh, some of them also captured their ID numbers incorrectly. So that is why we had to open the system to ensure that, uh, you know, the ECD services uh, do their uh, correct information aspect. Okay. L- let's talk about these umbrella organizations that have been set up to accommodate those that are not properly registered. Who mm-hmm. who who appoints those? Is Are those umbrella uh, organizations appointed by yourselves? No, 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 no. Uh, this ECD services are affiliated, okay. you know, to different organizations. Like, okay. for example, I will just uh, say the Congress, who use mm-hmm. the Congress, mm-hmm. yes, which is a, a body for ECDs. So they are affiliated to those umbrellas, and they are known, you know, and they have that relationship with us. So we allowed them to apply on behalf of individual ECD centers. Uh, ECD centers. And there we also uh, relaxed and said, the public benefit organizations should also apply for multiple ECD, ECDs. Okay. W- when a person applies and say I own a little EC, EC, ECD sec, uh, a little in the, in, I don't know, in my home or whatever, and I have two people and I don't have all the paperwork and I identify this umbrella um, organization, who, who gets the payment? Yes, the umbrella organizations are the ones that receive the payment on behalf of the, um, the, this ECD. Because we also put a system in place to say that this umbrella organization had to get a confirmation letter from the intersectoral forum. The intersectoral forum ECD, the intersectoral forum, is the, EC, uh, the forum that has been established in terms of the ECD policy and is representative of you know, the ECD sector. So who's monitoring the receipt of that payment directly to the person that's a beneficiary? We, we as the department are monitoring that, but we're working very closely with the ECD Intersectoral Forum to ensure that we, we, this money goes to the relevant people. Yes, but it's a, if the forum that receives the money is the one no, that the you're working with. The forum is not receiving the money. Oh, the that... forum is, is, it has been appointed in terms of the ECD policy, uh-huh. but the, the 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 organizations are the ones that are receiving money. Okay, so so is the forum the one that's an oversight um, body yes. to, to monitor that the person gets the money eventually? 
Yes, we, it's, it's not, we, we're not delegating that responsibility to them. We are mm-hmm. saying that we're working in partnership with them mm-hmm. to ensure that, you know, uh, we together ensure that this money reaches the, the right people. I, I mean, I'm trying, in a real situation, I'm trying to understand how this would work. I, I have, uh, even myself, let us say I don't have a bank account. I'm not registered. Yes. I don't have a bank yes. account. And mm-hmm. I have this organization that I rely on to be the facilitator. How do you know that I eventually got the money if there is no paper trail and there is no transfer of funds that you can trace? If, if, the, if the organization says, no, we gave it to her. In our policy, we have made it very clear that we're going to monitor. We as the department are going to go out just to check with the organizations uh, uh, that they have paid the money, you know, to to the uh, to the relevant em- uh, organizations and subsequently to the relevant employees. And uh, yes, that that is the arrangement that we have made. But I think we also need to strengthen that. Uh, the, the, the strengthen the communication uh, strategy that we have come up with. Uh, we will consider ensuring that people are quite aware that which organizations have been paid so that they can be able, you know, to go and, and, and claim and hold those organizations accountable. But also, we have employ- we, we, we also have made measure, uh, a provision for employees to sign acknowledging receipt of the money so that when we come, we are also able to check and be able, you know, to also take uh, uh, measures to ensure that these people have, uh, are being paid. Okay. Acknowledgement of receipt of, of, of receiving money, how does that happen? Employees have, employees have to sign that. And, and do you get that particular signature back uh, from, from, from the organization? Yes, we... we we, when we are doing monitoring, mm-hmm. it's quite unfortunate that it's something that will be done, uh, you know, after uh, the money has been issued. Uh, during monitoring visits uh, to organizations, we will be able to check as to whether uh, employees have, 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 have received their money. I'm trying to satisfy myself that all these processes, um, at the point where someone says the money has, has, has been given to an individual who's maybe not even documented, um, mm-hmm. that it actually did land on the people who, who, who actually need it. Um, will there be independent auditors? H- how will it work that you know for sure that that signature does belong to the person whose ID was used? You yourself are saying that you, you, you realize that people's, you know, people's IDs of the deceased were used in, in some of these capturing of, of data. So how do we know that even at the very end, the right person receives this money if that person is not documented, has no ID, has got no bank account. Uh, we will do, we'll be doing an audit, mm-hmm. isn't it? And also, as I said earlier, that is why it's important for us to put uh, control mechanisms in place because we ourselves will be audited, isn't it? And therefore, we have advised you know, the NGOs and the sector on how what control measures to be put in place. And therefore, before we could even be audited, we together with the NGOs will be able, you know, to con- to to go to the organization and try, you know, to check as to whether uh, this has been done. We're working very closely with our partners. Uh, you know, there's quite a, an appetite in the in the sector uh, to work with the department on this. Uh, the NGO sector, we've got DZMT Maria, we've got, you know, other reputable organizations such as UNICEF and the uh, yeah, Nelson Mandela Foundation that are working with us and. Are assisting us with the capacity, utilizing our local social workers, local and district social workers, 
to, to, to begin to check. They have already uh, put you know, some systems in place and they will be starting very soon to go to the organization to, to, to check as to whether the funds have been paid to the right people. Especially um, those that you have already paid, yes. You have researchers who are saying that all said and done, this is very difficult. The process has been very difficult for people to register. And in fact, it favors people with Internet access and so on. And people in rural areas are just not catered for. And that's the result of why you have such low numbers. Your response to that? In fact, uh, to be honest, uh, Pimel, mm. we've got, we had quite a high response, mm-hmm. isn't it? Uh, our target was 108. Uh, employees, uh, 108,000 employees. But the response we got is more than 127,000 employees, mm. which means that uh, we ag- acknowledge that uh, you know our people are not uh, quite used to uh, the the IT, I technology. But the systems that we have put in place, the support that we have given to the ECD sectors, we've got our local and district offices that were on the ground. We've got DGM Primary, which assisted in terms of, you know, bringing NGOs on board. I think it was more than, I think we had more than 300 NGOs that were on the ground. We have the Harambe youth, which were more than 2,200 that assisted, you know, in terms of ensuring that uh, the sector is being supported. We relax, we, we tried to also come up with guidelines that take the sector step by step in terms of how applications are, are being done. We had sessions, I think Nelson Mandela Foundation had um, more than two sessions with more than 1,000 organizations, you know, that were given, a, that were empowered. I think we had 20 sessions with more than uh, 1,000 organizations that were empowered in terms of how to go through the process. We agree that um, it might have not been an easy uh, process, but unfortunately, when we're dealing with public funds, we had to do it, and especially as I said about uh, the fact that the sector that we are dealing with, with uh, you know, um, it, it, it was very necessary for us to ensure that uh, we put controls in place. And I have no doubt that we have tried our level best to reach, you know, to each and every ECG. We might have not reached to everybody, but we tried our level best. Mm. Uh, you know, the co- the People's Coalition of ECD and Basic Education Working Group are saying that you're only reacting to the fact that there was a national uh, protest around the fact that this was not user-friendly, this was, uh, was, was not well communicated, and it was not, um, you know, reaching the quarters where it should be. H- how do you respond to that? It's, it's not true at all, uh, uh, Pamelo. Um, we, we've been in continuous or constant uh, com- uh, com- communication with the sector, and the fact that from the beginning or from the planning of this uh, project, we involved the sector through the ECD uh, forum that I'm talking about. Uh, they've been part of our planning stage. They are part of our PMO, uh, Project Management Office. There was nothing that we did without you know, the sector. Even the development of the policy itself, they were part of it. I must say that even the conceptualization of the stimulus package itself, when we were uh, drafting the proposal, we were the sector drafted with us they are the ones and i must give credit to them not to the department they are the ones who made sure that this money is brought back to the sector because they said and they did not sleep a day and night they worked on the proposal and i really want to thank them for that so we're not reacting we communicated minister you know had a, a, a what is it a briefing a press briefing to ensure that it brings the people about the 
uh, the stimulus package, we had more than eight uh, media statements that we have released. We've been in continuous communication with the sector. The ECD Intersectoral Forum is there to represent the people. As I, I'm saying, those they belong. Those uh, ECD. Uh, services, they belong to those organizations and they will have a responsibility of, of also communicating with the sector. We're not relinquishing the responsibility to them, but we are saying we, as partners, we wanted to work together. Okay. And we recognize ISF as a structure because it's the one that is mandated by the ECD policy and it's representative of the majority of the, the sector. Uh, MK is calling from KZN. Good afternoon, MK. Good afternoon. Uh, I appreciate what the department is doing for uh, the country. It, it, it's a good work, and I am partly exposed to. No, I must say I'm intrigued to what they are doing as a department. Uh, but I just have one question. Maybe I'm hitting at least here. Maybe it's a wrong platform. But I just want to find out: Do we recognize social workers as essential workers? Hello? Is that a question? Yes, and okay. then I'll have just the last follow-up. All right, just uh, uh, Isabella? Okay. Yes, Baba, thank you very much, and thank you for acknowledging that, you know, you're working with us and acknowledging that uh, we are partners. Yeah, social workers are very important, they're essential workers, and that is why, Baba, we're having um, our probation officers that are on standby 24 hours 7 uh, to attend to issues, you know, of... of, of, of uh, the issues that uh, people are confronted with. They are essential workers. Okay. Then my last question is, it, if it, that is the case, why is it when we were administering the COVID jabs, we did not take social workers into consideration as essential workers? Because they deal with offense. They deal with vulnerable sector of the public. They do house-to-house visits. They are on the forefront of this COVID, why are we, were they not given the jabs at the same time as the nurses? Because they were working during COVID. Okay. Thank you. I, and thank you. And I appreciate the concerns that you have raised. I think it's very much genuine. However, we need to understand that uh, uh, there is a process and the, this uh, COVID uh, vaccination is, is, is administered in phases. And they are in the plan of being, you know, considered in terms of the vaccine. Currently, uh, you know, I think they prioritize those that are directly, you know, uh, dealing with uh, the, 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 the COVID, uh, the, the infected, which are our nurses, our health professionals. And now social workers, you know, are also in the pipeline of being considered as, you know, after we have dealt maybe with our older persons. Mm, yeah. All right. The, the reason, yes, yes. MK, sorry about uh, just the last one. The sure. reason I say that because at the hospital there will be a social workers. Mm. All the other nurses, the doctors will receive a jab, but the social worker will not receive. And when you, when the person comes from the hospital, or maybe when the fa- the family is in distress, the social workers will go there and attend to that family, and they will conduct uh, uh, COVID, but they are not regarded as essential workers. Your concern is being noted, my, my, my brother, and as I said, uh, social workers are currently uh, you know, in the pipeline of being considered. It's just that maybe the resources, you know, they had to, or in every process, there should be a priority, prioritization, you know, in terms of uh, uh, how the resources are being uh, uh, utilized. And the health workers, as those that are having 
directly uh, directly communication uh, interaction with uh, the patients who were the ones that were considered. But I hear what you are saying. I yeah, really I say that sister, because I, I, I am in KZN and I know I can count eight people who work for social development that I know that passed mm. on during COVID. Mm. But mm. I don't want to hawk your, your conversation, mm. but it's just a, a thought that I came across because I mm. know these people and they're gone. Mm. Mm. Thank you no, for no, taking no. my call. No, I hear you. I hear you. We are engaging at different structures uh, in government to put a case for social workers but uh, they are also in a pipeline of being considered. Thank you very much. Anonymous is calling from Johannesburg. Good afternoon, Anonymous. Afternoon. Okay, please go ahead, Anonymous. Well, uh, I wish to confirm uh, to our social development uh, official that the umbrella bodies of ACDs are not effective here in Johannesburg. Hmm. We have a situation here where one uh, umbrella body who actually cater for plus minus 18 SEDs, uh, apart from this uh, relief fund, they also receive funding from social development. In terms of the financial report, uh, I think for, at times during their financial uh, year, they, they would receive plus minus 2 million, the money that should uh, cater for uh, ECD and other relevant programs. But the ECDs are not benefiting uh, from that money. Uh, I know because I am working for this umbrella body. Mm. Mm. Uh, secondly, secondly, the relief fund we are uh, referring to now, the ECDs from this umbrella body have not yet even benefited. Hence, I believe, and it was reported to us that the money was received from social development. What they are doing now due to COVID, they are now, uh, they actually closed other ECDs uh, that are uh, under their umbrella body. They said they don't have money. They said to them they don't have money. They cannot cater for them anymore, but yet they received money. So I raise this matter with them but now i have a problem even today i'm still have a problem with this umbrella board as an employee so i'm raising this matter uh, so that you can you can uh, hold me uh off offline mm-hmm. then yeah. i can be transparent about this organization yes. okay. and right. then you can take it from there that will be really okay. helpful i appreciate that anonymous we're gonna have to leave it there isabella sikawana is our guest um isabella i'm just gonna try and speak to the producers on the side i'm not sure if there are a lot of people waiting for you but i've got to take a quick break now it is two o'clock let me go to n Musa for the latest in sabc and then i'll come back to to conclude the matter at sfm radio and at pimelo mutile on twitter All right, thanks for staying with us. We were in conversation with Isabella Sikawana, who is an acting DDG of social welfare at the Department of Social Development. And this is on the back of their release of a statement just giving... some time to to further correct what may have gone wrong in your application uh, for the ECD uh, sector fund. Um, and so there obviously have been some problems there. Isabella, I just want to give you another opportunity for those who are listening, who are attempting again to, to correct their application. What is your biggest concern with some of these op- applica- applications? 
Um, the biggest concern is uh, the incorrect uh, uh, capturing of ID numbers. The second one is about the bank uh, details. Yes, uh, those are one of the critical areas because you know that identification is very critical. If you, you cannot identify yourself, it means that you don't exist. Mm-hmm. And when we're dealing with public funds, we cannot just issue even though maybe there's a, a small error that has happened. Uh, when we are audited, uh, we, do, we do not want to be found one. We learned from our past experience with the administration of, of 350 grants that you all know about. And therefore, we felt as a department, uh, we really need to do better than the first one. Uh, and not, maybe before uh, before we continue, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm quite disturbed, uh, mm-hmm. about uh, what the previous uh, mm-hmm. uh, caller said. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we rely on these people, we, we trust them. And if this is what is happening to our people, we really cannot let this uh, uh, continue. Uh, we need to give the, uh, our, our audience uh, this um, uh, contact, ecd at dsc.gov.za, for them to write all the issues uh, you know, that they, they are confronted with, so that we can be able you know, to investigate you know, the, the issues that they are, the allegations that are, are being brought forward. And uh, it's that- very much important that they must hold people accountable because. Uh, the people cannot be used, you know, to get support and, and they don't benefit from the support that has been received. Is there a way for people to report ano- uh, to report these things anonymously? Yes, you can You can write uh, to ECD. We, 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 I don't know, I must, I must also, I, had I known, I could also go to our departmental call center. But if you write to ECD at dsd.gov.za, I don't think uh, that we'll be able to disclose. He can, he can even state that uh, it's going to be, uh, he, she wants not to, uh, her name to be disclosed so that we can be able to deal with that. It's really, really uh, very much disturbing and it's mm-hmm. uncalled for, you know, for our people to be taken for a ride. H- how long will this process now be open for? Come again. How, how long have you now uh, availed uh, this time again for people to correct their details? Currently, we we had opened it from March up until May. Yes, but the seventh of May. We, yes. Yeah. Now, what we are doing, we are trying to assess, you know, and see uh, what are the results, and we will advise, you know, uh, uh, very soon in terms of whether we are reopening based on the outcome that you know we would have uh, come up with after the assessment but 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 then what does this mean because if if they because that's the reason I'm asking you it was it was meant to go up until the 7th of May if yes, people want to now go back and sort that out is this, will the system allow them to for now the system is, is closed hence we are saying we are going through the, the all the applications and see uh, how may how much response have we got and then, based on that, uh, we can we might be able to open up the system again because we're still waiting for the rollovers to be approved. Uh, we can, you know, make a decision to open the system to allow people to correct. Yeah, but, but they, people are not allowed to bring in new uh, applicants. But they just they will be allowed only to look at correction of of, of the details. Okay, let me ask that in a different way. Will I be able to go back into the system and and fix something that I've already sent in? Will that allow? No. 
Not now, Pamela. That's what I'm saying. Because this is but then, important. what was the point of this conversation, Miss Sigora? Because because people then was, were hoping to fix whatever it is that that no, you know. No, no, Pamela. The, the point of this conversation is for us, you know, to bring you to uh, to 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 uh, to make people understand uh, the status where we are and what is it that we are still going to do, you know, in terms of ensuring that people get uh, I, I, what. You still need to understand that you you have your agenda of explaining yourself. If I'm yes. sitting at home and I have mm-hmm. a problem, I want to know that my problem will be sorted out. So once you've explained yourself, you're saying to me, okay, you can go to the system, but there's nothing I can do. So while we've had you explaining yourself, we also have to have this, this, an opportunity for people to correct whatever is wrong. Pamela, mm-hmm. let, let me explain to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the closing date for the application was February. Yes. To get my point. Ne? I understand that. Let, let me explain. And then we opened this. As, as we were doing the verification, we opened the system for, for people to update, you know, and correct the information. And we communicated. We even sent the SMS to individuals to say, you need to correct your, your information. There was at some stage a closing time, and we, no, it was not, it was open up until the 7th of May, and yeah, from that time. And now, as I'm talking, we are going through all, you know, the applications just to check and verify how many, how much uh, numbers are we getting that still needs, you know, to be corrected. And based on that, we will take a decision or we'll be able to open the system for them to be able, you know, to come back in the in the in the in the system and correct again. So are you are you saying that you will open it again but once you have reviewed it or are you saying that you will still decide whether you're going to open it again? We will ask based on, on what the outcome. We will open and we will advise the the the, the, the sector accordingly. Okay, Isabella yes. Sikawana, acting DDG Social <laughs> Welfare at the Department of Social Development. I mean, you laugh, Mr. Sikawana, but I don't think. I mean, it's it's. I think it's quite it's quite difficult for people who are frustrated about some of the things that are happening, um, no, and, 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 and 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 what they want. And this is where I sit. You, they've heard they've heard you. They've listened to you. They want to act. You see the problem. They want to act and then say, okay, what can I do now? I've heard her. I want to do something, and then we and then we don't give them a tool to do something, and that's where the difficulty is here. Mm. Yeah. No, Pamela, I hear you, but it's like we've been communicating to people on a continuous basis. We made I don't know how many media uh, release uh, to request people, you know, to get into the system. We sent SMSs in that regard. We've been communicating throughout from the. Day, you know, these uh, uh, applications were closed up until May, and now we are saying we are looking at, you know, how best can we check uh, the numbers and uh, consider reopening the system for further correction. Yes. Okay, and for, uh, for any further information, people can just send you the email. Yeah, I, I, I have given the, you the, the, the ECD email yeah, at dsg.gov.za. Uh, yes, yes. All right. Thanks very much for your time, Isabel Sikawane, acting DDG of Social Welfare at the Department of Social Development.